Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Crown Jewel Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's Crown Jewel Premium live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> from. For daily wrestling podcast, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also blah, 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 show formerly known as NACD, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Crown Jewel this weekend. I will be back on the live stream alongside Phil Chambers, and uh, don't you worry. I'm bringing jelly to this oh, one. Man, it breaks, I can't wait for this. It breaks my heart a little bit that I can't be there for it. Front row to that, uh, I don't know what you call it, whatever it is that you do with jelly, because it's, <laughs> it's not eating it. Um, yeah, I, I've been trying to prep for Crown Jewel. Um, I was doing some, I'm doing an article, I'm doing a predictions article that you'll probably be able to read um, on Friday on whatcolors.com. And I was doing some prep for it. We're recording this on a Thursday. We can pull that magician's cloth back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's going out today. Um, yeah, so I was doing some prep for it by trying to work out if it was possible to get a flight from uh, Maryland to Saudi Arabia, because otherwise, how's Jeff Jarrett going to be there in time? <laughs> uh, Triple J, Jeff Jarrett Jeddah. Is this one in Jeddah? <laughs> Riyadh, it works better if it's Jeddah. Anyway. Yeah, the beautiful city of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. In the words of WWE. In the words of Michael Cole, indeed. Yeah, I don't know anything about Riyadh or Jeddah other than what WWE has told me, and indeed that the people in the building really enjoy the wrestling shows. Like, we'll do this first, and then we can get onto the wrestling. It's the usual thing. If we cover it and we don't talk about what all of this is and what it will continue to be for the remainder of this ugly, ugly contract, and you only need to look at the potential delays to the show this week as to why this mm. remains an ugly, ugly contract. You only need to look at the current success of Newcastle United to understand why this is an ugly, ugly project. It's just a constant reminder when none is needed that this will never not be weird. This yeah. is a decent card. As they have been... Great card, yeah. Yeah, as they have been, was it last, uh, well, within this time last year, I suppose, leading with the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. Mm -hmm. They were going with it when all sort of common sense suggested that they were going to save it to WrestleMania. And they did both. But this was certainly a bit of a, a pivot, wasn't it, for the Saudi Arabia shows. They stopped being banter. They stopped being what legend can we bring out of retirement. And they just became... What, decent canonical premium live events? And I would classify this card as that on paper. Yeah, absolutely. There's some great matches. Uh, there'll be a severe lack of Sami Zayn on this. Good. Uh, understandably so. Mm. Um, but the the way that they've built this Roman Reigns-Logan Paul match, I have to say, I think has been absolutely sensational. Because for a you know throwaway 
celebrity world title match, they have instilled enough of a feeling inside me that when Logan Paul inevitably hits that lucky punch, mm. you're going to go, oh my God, it's been two years to get to this. It, um, yeah, well, this going out on Thursday, isn't it? it doesn't bode well, does it, for Sami Zayn's jaw? Friday Night Smackdown. Oh. One sense is that maybe if Logan Paul is going to make a last hard sell appearance on Smackdown, yeah. it's going to be Sammy getting written off this show with the robo fist just to, <laughs> just to show what damage it can do. Yeah, it's a, it's a good... Um, we've both praised this on various other podcasts. They tried nobly, I think, to get this over as a legitimate sporting contest with the press conference that initially set the whole thing up. They, If you look at even the, um, the poster... It's very much like a boxing super fight, isn't it? It's a great Logan, poster, that. Roman, it's just supposed to feel like this big prize fight. You've got the Paul brothers now that are branching out into combat sports. And I see like. Triple H saying that Jake Paul might be in his brother's corner. I, I was, suppose if there's any place that Jake Paul might get cheered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just to make it, just to double down on the ugliness, I suppose it's going to make certainly it's like Roman Reigns already feels a bit like the babyface. It's going to make him feel like even more so like one going over there and smashing a poor brother's chin in. Yeah, I'm I'm on a bit of an island when it comes to Logan. Paul Irrelevancy. Because, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, with Logan, it's irrelevant, isn't it? <laughs> because I 100 percent accept that he did some truly awful, stupid things mm. in his past. But I've watched his journey. I'm not going to forgive or forget what he's done. But I do think he's had an, an incredible arc of not quite redemption. You can't mm. ever wipe that away from your past. But I like him a hell of a lot more than I would have done three years ago, for example. Mm. Um, and if you want to look into like his history with people like KSI from British YouTube, I think that speaks volumes. I might even... I'm going to drink a bottle of Prime. <laughs> this is what it comes back to, doesn't it? Watching this premium. Still waiting for getting more prime. Yeah, so, uh, but I, but then I'm like, oh, don't take your brother out there because I remember that the Paul brothers are dickheads. Yeah, I, it's, I, th- well, this can only go one way. Like, let's cut to the chase here yes. with the result prediction. Roman Reigns. I was going to say this for later and then I was like, what's the point? We all know. Roman Reigns wins and retains, but it is how good can a match centered around one move and avoiding that move be? I don't want this to go long. I don't want, it's weird. I, I love the angle of, Logan Paul having this robo fist, but I don't want to see uh, Roman Reigns having to run scared from it. Mm. They've got to find a way in this match to have Roman dodging it and avoiding it with his skill and his in-ring experience and his ring awareness and all these sort of things that he said. He's had two matches, wise man. Why should I be worried about two matches? Because they were mint, both of them. Well, they were really good, yeah. Um, But that's his his take, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But if you can... Somehow get to the point where uh, Logan Paul can take Roman Reigns off his feet, for example, and hit that quite nifty frog splash that he's got. Uh, or he's going to have something else in his back pocket. He's a bit of a Shane McMahon, Logan Paul. He's going to have like... He did a standing pra- moonsault at SummerSlam, didn't did he? did a standing moonsault at SummerSlam, and he did uh, a frog splash at WrestleMania. He's going to have been practicing a 450 <laughs> or a shooting star press. Or he's going to do, you know, to continue the Shane McMahon character, he's going to put him on the table and do the elbow drop. <laughs> did he do that? Am I imagining that? Did Logan Paul do the elbow through the table? Maybe it's like a... Uh, build like a build thing anyway. yeah I think you so, might be right you know what I mean there's going to be something rather than the, the big fist that's going to make all of a sudden things look troublesome for Roman and then it's going to be Roman staggering to his feet and he's loading up the fist as Roman would himself Ooh-ah! but somehow Roman is going to survive it and smash him and hit one of his own and I think I need that catharsis thank you very much I'm not I'm, I'm kind of the same as you in that respect I like I'm not wholly against Logan Paul occasional WWE special guest 
But I don't want to see Roman Reigns put in too much trouble by him. No. Certainly not for a long period of time. Get this over and done in 10 or less. Yeah, I think maybe Roman dominates early. He's like, look at this twat. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he goes for a big -ah, Superman punch and Logan Paul ducks and Solo Sakura takes a bump because the Usos are busy because they've got a tag title match as well on this card. How is this? How is this? So thought just popped into my head there and we can extend this. You know, Roman and Brock's first match where Brock was decisively way bigger, way better, way more dangerous than Roman at WrestleMania 31 mm. and Brock decimated him, but Roman kept smiling through the pain. Yeah. You could see that playing out yeah. with Roman and Logan, couldn't you? How did that match conclude with Seth Rollins running out with a briefcase? What if that's the match that plays out, but then uh, Logan hits the desperation robo-fist but can't capitalise because he's also knackered mm -hmm. and then... Hey, down, down, Vincent Mann somewhere at home absolutely cakes his pants. Hey, down, down, runs down with a briefcase to try and do the heist of the century oh. on Roman that has been knocked out by the Robo Fist. And this is the this is how you WWE get out of trouble with this situation that clearly they're not like the idea that Austin Theory was going to cash in at NXT was like, have some self respect, mate. Like, <laughs> they've lost faith in Maybe, it. Maybe I like He does that. the cash and he makes it a triple threat and Roman. Uh, not that you need to protect Logan Paul as such, but Roman beats Austin Theory and Logan Paul goes away again for a bit and then it's always there. It's always... Ah, like He's never lost, lost. I did have you, Tribal Chief. The match didn't work out for me, but you know, maybe in a year's time, let's see where we're all at with this. What about well, that? I like that. What about that? Well, I mean, Roman's winning one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's run through the, the rest of this card then. Um, I'll take Brock and Bobby next because it's mouth-watering. Oh, yes. I... Uh, Nobody really talks about that I thought was pretty great was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, also in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Kind of ruled that. Um, and Lashley has had a bunch Goldberg of matches. Goldberg shouldn't have won, but yeah, yeah. No, no. Lashley has had a bunch of matches that kind of rule. Uh, he's really great against, he's really great monster and little guys. And then he's kind of awesome too, playing the slightly smaller guy in a giant big guy battle. I don't know how he does it, because look at him. How is he the small guy in any situation? <laughs> and yet he just somehow seems to create a little bit more of an air of sympathy around him. The, it's a shame the Rumble match was tainted, not by the finish they were doing what they were doing with Brock and Roman, but with Lashley celebrating it so much. <laughs> it's a, hey, I won! Boyhood dream stuff. And it's like, <laughs> he's going to lose this time to level the series up, and maybe this is the WrestleMania match. Maybe the rematch is the decider. You know, they, you could get there. could absolutely get there with these two. It's something fun. Fight pit. Oh, man, yeah, yes. Um... So Brock wins, I think. But hopefully, hopefully it takes him slightly longer than when he faced Cain Velasquez a few years back at Crown Jewel. Ugh. I still oh, remember watching God. that because we didn't really have our timings down for our live streams. And me and Phil were setting up the kit. Mm. We saw Paul Heyman coming out and we are like, that's weird. Paul Heyman coming out on the kickoff to sell you the, oh my God, Brock's coming. We didn't realise it was that time already. <laughs> the stream started us just going, Cain Velasquez in the ring, he's getting beaten. It's one minute and 28 seconds. Yeah, the clocks went back in the UK this week. Uh, daylight savings. For our American listeners. Yeah, sucks. They like savings time. Do it again now. But it works at this time of year for us because the show starts a little bit earlier. I could, you know, last night on Dynamite, it, midnight start, that's like middle of the day for me watching Dynamite Live. I could have watched Jeff Jarrett Live, couldn't I? And I went and got a good, <sighs> went and got a good night's sleep like a stupid idiot instead. <laughs> um, 
I think this will go on early while we're talking about times of shows. I think this will be this big bantery thing. All the physicality from Raw leads you to believe that they're just going to be unleashed and it's going to be quick and deadly. I would look a bit at like the men's and women's. Sorry, but if it's your intro, a bit like the men's and women's rumbles. You got to keep this and Braun and Omos quite separate. I you? think so. I think that's it. Um, that's a great comparison, actually. Yeah, because they both are monster mashes, and this one's going to be way superior. There's no <laughs> like I, I love. I'm so excited for the big giant battle, but it's not going to be this. Uh, I would maybe have this open, and I would look at Brock and Goldberg from WrestleMania as a template. Mm. That's what you do. Non-stop, non-stop, non-stop. Both guys absolutely pissing, sweating, sucking wind by the end. Uh, finish gets, finisher smashing. Yeah, Lesnar gets a narrow victory, but Lashley knows on another day he could have taken him, and that another day probably can be WrestleMania. Mm. MMA-esque stylings or no for you? Uh, I'd go, Well... Put it like this, you can tease submissions as much as you want, but I'd rather see, if Lashley's losing, I'd rather see him lose by pinfall than yes. tap out. Doesn't see his character to be. Everyone has to give up sometimes, and Lesnar's a former UFC champion, but, you know. I'm going to put my neck on the line here. I think out of these two, this match and the Braun Strowman-Omos match, someone's going to run at someone in the corner, and they're going to move, and they're going to get posted. <laughs> I think you might be onto something there. Seeing as every single big WWE superstar now is born with a magnet in their shoulder... And they've only, they've only they just like Honda's got one as well, and it's uh, like what is it the positive and negative pulls? <laughs> if, if only the ring posts were just the same, then it repelled. They'd run against it. And they couldn't hit it for love and money. <laughs> Bounce the other way and probably hit like a back elbow or something. Then they could have that crap match type where you have to press all corners, four corners, oh, turn the lights on. Yeah, the strap match way, like yeah, where there was someone hits a finisher, and you're like, well, that stopped the momentum, but okay, because it's not the finish. Believe it, right? Well, I, so I was in one of them once, and uh, nightmare. I was I was in charge. I had the opponent down and out. I thought. I'm going around. It's me and Cedric, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. match. I'm tapping the post. Yeah, oh, you're going to win. That's yeah. one. And I've, but you've got to carry him to the next one. Of course. I'm blue dragon on your back. Go on to the next one. Two. Oh, here we go. Go on to the next one. Three. I'm sauntering. I'm sauntering oh. to four. You will not believe what happened, Wilborn. Go on. At the very same time that I was touching it, Cedric was doing it as well. What? I didn't once think I needed to look even slightly over my shoulder to see this. If only there was lights to tell you this was happening. I didn't once use my peripheral vision to see a different coloured light. Or for that matter, listen to the noise of the 15,000 people surrounding us having this hypothetical fight. And then you know what? I'm going, reaching out, and I thought, you know what? I'll give them a show. Give them a show. So I'm quite dramatic in my touching of the last turnbuckle. I raised my arm up. He only bloody pulled it back oh. and pulled me out of the way and touched it himself. And I was like, well, that's fine because it's 3 1, isn't it? It was 4 3. Oh, God. It was Stan Collymore scoring a late winner for Liverpool against Newcastle in the greatest Premier League. I was Kevin Keegan folding over the, the advertising holdings. <laughs> it's the only time I ever compare myself to that loser. But uh, yeah, couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it went that way. My favourite is when they hit the finisher and I'm like, well, that's broken up the. It's meant to be one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Four. Yeah, they're just. Not one, two, three finisher for. Just making it up as you go along. All the bollocks. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other big lad match here. They're not going to be connected on the, on the card, but uh, yeah. Braun Strowman and Omos are doing numbers on yeah. social media. It's pretty cool. It's, I like to think we were original Strowman Omos truthers as soon as <laughs> as soon as this was floated. We were like, yes, uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Big guys run into each other. Loads of sweat flying off their shoulders as they hit what would typically be known as the safe spaces, but they're massive, so nothing's safe. Mm. Uh, it could all go horribly wrong, and I kind of want to see it, even if it does. Uh, they're just going to have a bit where they just shove each other, and this crowd's going to go bonkers. Yeah, they should. Do you know what they should do, right? They should... Do some sort of bit where, as they're doing a comically daft tale of the tape, you see a bunch of crewmen go and reinforce the ring. Just yeah, more yeah. screw, some planks of wood or something. Just, uh, just give me a show. Just show me that oh, we've had to like doubly reinforce the ring. Have a match go on before it to make the point, like expl- or like half a card mm. to make it explicitly clear. No, the ring cannot withstand these two giant men, and then just have them run at each other. The problem is, let's be fair to the guy. 
Satnam Singh's kind of slapped his dick on the table 40 ooh, hours before ooh, this ooh. match, hasn't he? Because that Derby Allen no-sell was giant stuff. That's like, come on, boys. What have you got? Because a full-grown man, well, a Derby Allen-sized man, <laughs> threw himself at me, and I didn't even flinch. So what have they got that is more spectacular? You could do, uh, you could do the exploding ring. I did think about that. Oof. But then you would have to do what they did at, I believe it was, was it Vengeance 2011 when it went on second to last and mm. Del Rio and Cena had to work. Yeah, that worked really Which well. was really fun, but right? Yeah. But then what would you leave left? Is it like, maybe Roman and Logan, that's a bell and whistle for them, isn't it? Maybe you could do that, actually. Maybe that would be, maybe Roman comes out and he's looking at this thing. I don't know. Tribal in chief, mate. I'm not working. Why does he have a problem every time he's in a ring? It breaks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm talking myself into thinking this is what they do with it, you know, and it ends with a big superplex and maybe Braun rests an arm over the top for the win or something. Yeah, because that's good because they're probably going to run it back eventually, or at least they're going to have a moment in the rumble when it's just the two of them. Yeah. So. And this is all. If you do that, then it's the old WWE. You've lost. You've definitely lost. Uh But have you lost? Yes. But have you? <laughs> yes. Have you really? They could dismantle the ring and this be the main event match because potentially they could close the show with a, a big segment mm. instead of a, a match. I and then that could be a that. reason why the ring could be destroyed. It could be rather like on what, one side, it could just be flattened completely. There's no way Strowman loses, though, is there? I don't think so. Um, we're about Ultimately, I don't really care. Right, I want to watch it, but this is all just foreplay for when they're a tag team in about a year's time. That's what I really want to see. <gasps> right. Now, normally, I uh, book preposterous spots. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm going to do here is book a uh, preposterous entrance. Okay. Do you remember, cast your mind back, last year to Crown Jewel, yeah. um, a certain special entrance for RK Bro, just thinking Brawl and, uh, and almost could do that. Oh, my God. Probably, <laughs> oh, my bloody back. A camel, it's the camel. A camel, like it only had one hump, but then Braun sat on one, and it created <laughs> <laughs> such a valley that it looked like he had two. The camel's riding them. <laughs> Wait, why, then? Like, the camel coming out for them. Show match. strength in it's like It's like world's strongest man. Yes. Like, Braun was, he did, yeah. He did Carrying it. a camel under each arm, walking to the ring. And MVP's like, look at this bloody big bastard. He's in his freeway. It's just like that Batista thing we reviewed the other week. Camels. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, speaking of people who've got the hump recently, Drew McIntyre versus yeah. Karrion Cross in a steel cage. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. I, Is this going to be one where they finally have a good match, but it's in sound? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, look, it's Karrion Cross is either for you or not, and I think we've made a secret. It's maybe not for me. It's, I just... I'm not that interested in carrying cross, but Triple H is, so we're stuck with it and it's happening. This is where the comparisons to Vince McMahon, I think, are the most salient because he, like everybody else, has got his favourites. Chris Jericho's got Tony Khan's here. Like every booker mm. has a somebody, right? And carrying cross right now, I think, is Triple H's. I'm not against Drew losing, nor start. If you're a Drew super fan, I don't think you should panic. I don't think these losses are in vain. I don't think these losses are to go to waste. I still think he might be the first victim of. Uncle Howdy, or whoever, you know, that was some yeah. manifestation of Bray Wyatt. We said that before Bray even came back. If you need a very credible baby face to have to lose to this strange new creation, it's probably him. So I don't think any of this is in vain if you're a Drew fan, but you just have to sift through a lot of sludge waiting for a heel turn or something better for him. The finish I keep going back to because I didn't like that cage match either is Roman spearing Brock through the um, the wall itself. Oh, yeah. Brock rolling onto the arena floor first and thus winning by virtue of escaping the cage. I like a Claymore. Claymore was the one I was thinking of, yeah. Like, just a Claymore boots Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross gets the win. He better and not try and f- escape. I'll say that. 
Well, Drew. Cross. Cross. Well, <laughs> well, neither of them, but Cross especially. You say that, right? And when all was going horribly wrong at Extreme Rules, he just used pepper spray. It's like, has he not got magic pack? Can he not make contracts set on fire? I doubt Scarlet's going to help him in this match as well. Good point. Yeah, he needs something else in his back. Scarlet, but no space on the plane, I heard. <laughs> that must be it. Ran out of seats on the plane. Um, so, yeah, Scarlet might not be there. Yeah, I think he... It just... If he wait, I suppose, and I don't want this, I'm not advocating for it, they could have Drew win, but Cross doesn't get pinned. And you have to, have to, I'm doing inverted commas on a podcast, do a rubber match and you have like a, a TV decider and it becomes a SmackDown main event in a few No, years thank time. you. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, it is me not trying to sell you it. I would also reject it out of hand. I'm just coming up with a well, way I, where maybe Drew can win. Like we're saying, like you say, I, I think... Drew is not long for this world as a baby face mm. to just have him lose. Like, I yeah, thought he was, we so was just going to lose extreme rules and then... And they probably should have committed to that yeah. in hindsight, yeah. But I get it, maybe if they were dragging it out to this point, mm-hmm. but yeah, this cannot be a steel cage match. Well, it shouldn't be a steel cage match that Karrion Cross wins by escaping the cage. Yeah. Just have him choke him out. Drew, what's the narrative situation? Drew was so desperate to fight him that he ran his car off the road. Yeah. So that would be, certainly, that would play into the, oh, Karen Cross escaped with his life tonight because Drew could, like, Claymore's him and could pin him, but ref's like, ref's in there, just pin him, Drew, it's all over. But Drew looks at his hand, and then because it's a Claymore, he looks at his boot, and then he just <laughs> continues to take him with Claymore after Claymore, and Cross just eventually falls out the door or something. The only good finish, well, no, the only good finish, the finish that I'd quite like to see is... All right, it's a steel cage match in WWE. It doesn't make any bloody sense, but still, <laughs> they're there. They're fighting on top of the cage, mm. and Drew McIntyre draws back. Goes for a big old lariat. He's not trying to escape. He wants to take his bloody head off. Swings the mem- he carrying across ducks the momentum. Spink, swings Drew round, and he cross jackets him on the top of the cage. That's nice. And then maybe, maybe then I'll allow him to escape the cage because he just drops Drew back into the ring and goes back into the ring. Bloody loser and climbs down. That's a good finish. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's a nice finish. It's the uh, carrying cross, completely unspectacular version of that time. Braun chokes Shane off it and then climbed down his cell. <laughs> what's, what's the most boring variant of that finish that everybody actually really liked from a few that was terrible? Because carrying cross has got it. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Before we 
we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Right, let's talk about the uh, the six man, the OC, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Daddy Dangley, and Bright Lights uh, versus that's Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. For those not on what culture, Daddy Dangley. Oh, the way he's describing the what culture office all the time versus the greatest faction wrestling right now. I think maybe. Well, the reason you're posing that as a question rather than a statement is because I know full well. Like you're concerned about there also not being enough seats on the plane for Rhea Ripley, mm. aren't you? And Dominic, for that matter. How? Oh uh, hang on. Oh my god. How That's much, Dominic? How much fit will he be without <laughs> the training regime that he's typically does before and after every Monday Night Raw? One way of describing it. You um, can say. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, the Rhea Ripley thing's interesting because, like you say, we're sat here, and yes, there are women's matches here. Yeah. But we know what that comes with in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and we can anticipate, for example, that Scarlett isn't going to be the Scarlett we see on Western television. Let's if say she's even there at all. Yeah. yeah. But the whole story of this has been, and should continue to be, in my opinion, going forward. And you can probably guess who I think is going to win this match. As I say this, the OC needs someone to balance out the numbers because every time it looks like they've gotten beat, because Finn Balor and Damian Priest are really great wrestlers, and Dominic Mysterio. Is in the judgment day. Um, <laughs> Rhea Ripley is that difference maker. And I think it's not here. You certainly don't debut. Here's the woman that's going to save the OC. You save that for the subsequent Monday Night Raw, perhaps, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. I think, you know, Rhea Ripley may have, but then I don't know. I don't well, know. there you go then. So that sums up the preview of this match. If she's in the building, they win. If she's not, they don't. And either way, your story is told. Uh, okay. Oh, so I I if she's not there, the OC get the win. And AJ Styles like, see? We uh, walked across that straight line to Saudi Arabia <laughs> from America, and when it was just three on three, finally fair, fan, if you remember fairness, fan, <laughs> we beat you. We beat your ass. And then, obviously, Rhea interferes again on Monday's Raw, and as you say, that triggers somebody or other. I'd, I'd, we, like, we're still floating around who that's going to be, aren't we? But like, yeah. somebody or other evens aside, I, I, like, I don't know. I know there's war games to, to consider. So that'll be two multi-person matches. So I kind of think Triple H is probably going to steer away from this. But because he's so stable high at the moment, you could actually have a night of traditional Survivor Series matches and the Judgment Day and the OC plus a female wrestler as in not necessarily intergender, but do you know what I mean? Like a survivor, yeah. a four-on-four four Survivor Series match where where Rhea and Woman X can eliminate each other. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? They're, they're not going to do intergender wrestling, but I would have no issue with Rhea Ripley grappling with... Carl uh, Anderson or yeah. Luke Gallows or whoever it may be. And on the other side, I'm not suggesting this is the person I think he should be, but I have no doubt someone like Piper Niven, aka Good can handle herself against 
pipsqueaks like Dominic Mysterio. Oh, my God. Why did I not think of this scene there? Beth Phoenix. Yes. That ties, gets us back got to where we were. a bit of an headache, though, ain't she? She has got a bit of a bad head. But uh, so do all the fans. Popping their jaws wide open when the two of them faced off at Extreme Rules. Yeah. So that's, that's fair. They, they planted that seed. That can't have been for no reason. Mm, exactly. So who do you think wins? I don't or think Rhea's going to Rhea's going to travel, so I'll go the OC. But I, either way, I think your numbers game thing is right. So it either favors them or it doesn't. <laughs> like them bitching and moaning. Yeah, it'd be fine if we had Rhea Ripley there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk the the tag team title match because then we can kind of talk about the whole damage Kataral situation. Yeah. In those two matches together to to finish this off, and then obviously we'll get to the uh, the main. Event okay. of uh, yeah. <laughs> Crown Jewel. It's going to be it's going to be Roman in the main event. Yeah. Um, so let's talk Usos versus the brawling bloody brutes, Ridge Bloody Holland and Butch, um, and the Usos are well dangerously close to that tag team title record, aren't they? Yeah, um, I this and that's a problem ultimately for the the drama in this one. So what in our fantasy booking, Sami Zayn doesn't travel because he's been clocked by the Robo Fist, mm-hmm. but should we say Solo Sikoa does? Yeah. Um, and the bloodline are just ultimately right now, the bloodline are too strong. And while we're doing numbers game stuff, although that clearly could come a bit, become a bit repetitive if you're not too careful, Solo Sokoa helps the Usos retain because so far the bloodline and the Brawling Brute story has been kind of a turf war. It all kicks off because they're trying to outnumber Sheamus, and they do, and they injure him, and they write him off television. And then when the Brawling Brutes have got... Uh, Numerical parity, as they did against Sammy and Solo, was it? The Brawling Brutes got the win. Yes. So that's all those babyface hill dynamics are right, but they don't need to be here. And the Usos can retain because there are, unfortunately for the Brawling Brutes, simply bigger fish to fry. If you wanted, you could have Seamus make his surprise return here to try and level the playing field a little bit. But I would actually save that for television post-Crown Jewel. I would have the bloodline gloating about being able to beat the Brawling Brutes and then leading a three-on-two beat down yet again, and that's when Sheamus makes the save returns. Hits, so, yeah, this I like this, now I've said, now I've thought about it. On the f- post-Crown Jewel Smackdown, he clocks uh, Solo Sokoa with a bro kick, and it's the first time anybody's landed a serious blow on Solo Sokoa, and you do r- Sheamus uh, versus Solo on the run-up to Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. So I think the Usos retain here. They are... What's the record reign for the New Day? 483, that was yeah, it, wasn't it? that sounds right. How many of the, what are the Usos on now, I wonder? It's got to be 460-ish, 463 yeah, They're a few weeks away, aren't they, basically? Yeah. The whole thing is they're going to be facing... I'm sure it was either... I think it might have been November the 18th. Oh, click the wrong button here. I mean, either... It's either... Right. November the 18th, I'm either remembering that date because it's when the Usos fight the New Day for the tag record or it's when a surgeon cuts into my testicles and... Uh, Severs a pipe that will stop me being able to bear children ever again. Then sews the testicles back up and then advises me to wear extremely tight-fitting underwear so that my testicles and penis don't move around too much as I recover from this operation. I can never remember if it's that or the Usos New Day title match. It's like that day it's in my head for a couple of reasons, but... Yes, I I think... uh, Well, we're doing Crown Jewel, aren't we, so... I think Usos obviously will retain here. You'll have to do the SmackDown preview with Sidgwick that day, unless you want me to dial in from a hospital screaming in in terror under a local anaesthetic that's not worked. Actually, that might be a good distraction for me. Like, switching gears. I wish I was looking good, Will Vaughn. (laughs) Doctor's like, what are you doing? It's just a pog. Do you watch wrestling? Do you you watch wrestling? Please talk to me about wrestling, please. (laughs) Put it out live. 
Yeah, I think there's no way. It's a bit like Roman. There's no way the Usos lose here. No. I love I love the it would be, Do you know what it would be? It would like this actually happened and it feels weird because we talked about it the other day. It would be Charlotte losing at Fastlane, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like oh. what are you that for? <laughs> Vincent Man, you have fucking lost it, mate. Yeah. And, and there will probably come a moment that they hit something in this match and I will go, Oh, guess they're not breaking the record then. Yeah. Because I think I think the brawling brutes are so bloody good. Yeah, it's been fun. Mm. But the Usos are retaining. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll kind of do two matches into one here mm-hmm. um, because we've got Bianca Belair versus Bailey, last woman standing match for the Raw Women's Championship, uh, and then a rematch for the women's tag team titles, which just changed hands, of course, on Raw. The new champions now, Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus the rest of Damage Katarl, uh, that being Dakota Kai and Io Sky. So now, after Raw, I think I missed them adding this match because I was like, oh, so even if Bailey wins, it's just Bailey. It's just Bailey of Damage Katarl who's got a championship. Yeah. There's still a chance that you have Damage Katarl in whole, Damage Katarl holding all the gold. Yeah, there is, but I think it's going to happen. L's all over, I think, here for Damage Katarl. Just uh, speaking of L's, um, it, it's happened. We often joked about it. It has happened. There are going to be more women's matches on a card in Saudi Arabia than on the average episode of AW Dynamite. Bloody hell, I didn't even think of that. And we always made that very flippant remark uh but it is going to happen as of this weekend so that's that's not great but um it's it's much worse to be in bed with the Saudi Arabian Sports Authority than it is to just be a terrible booker of women's wrestling but it just I thought it was worth highlighting all the yes. same just to make it clear like there's levels to this but uh L's all over for damage Qatar because I think um the story going into war games is that uh damage Qatar are going to pretend that everything's fine mm-hmm. um and they're going to prove that by really Taking back control by winning war games, and they're going to align with two heels. That'll make more sense nearer the time, I suppose. And then the babyfaces will just win. And in fact, Damage Katarl won't take back any Katarl at all. And that will be the demise of them. They'll it'll be a series of losing runs. Dakota Kai and Eo Sky will completely lose faith in Bailey. Probably turn on her, which will trigger Bailey's babyface turn because the stable hasn't really worked. People just wanted to cheer her when she came back anyway, which I think is one of the reasons why the stable hasn't worked because the match has been pretty decent for the most part, but I think that's why people aren't buying into the story, why it doesn't feel real, why, other than when they put Becky Lynch out of commission, have they ever really felt like this danger on Raw? Mm. It's not sort of like everybody shivers and shakes when they stalk the halls, is it? (laughs) If anything, you have Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae and Alexa Bliss and Askin, whoever's ever backstage, they're there going face-to-face with them and saying, oh, you think you're going to take control? Well, we'll see you out there exactly running scared, is it? You're just having <laughs> a series, a rotation of matches with them every week. So it's just, I love them all. I love them all. And I've wanted it to work and it hasn't. Yeah. So it pains me to say this idea has failed because they're three of my absolute favourites. But we are where we are with that. And I think two losses here, high profile to lead into war games, not being the usual, the bit, like war games really at its core should be baby faces have got no choice but to enter this bloodthirsty cage to give the heels a piece of the bloody mind. You can do that with the bloodline because the bloodline have been running roughshod. They're, they've got all the belts. Roman's on top. Uh, it's they're the, they're the coolest. But some baby faces, brawling brutes and friends can credibly say enough. Mm. Enough of the cheating. Enough of the outnumbering. We're going to lock you in a cage. We're going to batter you and shame. Bloodied Seamus standing over, even if it's not a Roman, a Jey Uso, for example, and looking at Roman and saying, I've done the rest of your family in this cage. I'm going to do you. Great. A bunch of baby faces. Should we put that heel group out of the misery? It's it's less dramatic, but I think Damage Katarl are going to frame it as, well, this is the real quiz. Yeah. Ignore all those title matches. It's war games where we're, everything's fine, actually. And I think you set that up with these two heavy defeats here. 
Yeah, I think I think a while back I would have said you maybe have all of Damage Guitar taking the tiles into Survivor Series. You don't have them on the line, but you establish, mm. right, we're coming for them, basically. Um, and uh, I don't think that happens now. But yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Damage Guitar leave with any championships here. Uh, I do have faith in Bianca Belair and Bailey being able to pull off an actually entertaining last woman standing match. I hate last man standing matches mm. because there's so many times... And also, maybe the, maybe the the benefit of this is they'll keep it quite short, uh-huh. uh, and that means there'll be less. I've hit a transitional move. Let's get a six count. Have we accidentally here just worked out that they're going to give Bailey and Bianca Belair the quote unquote main event and have them work a last woman standing match and destroyed ring? Maybe because the best last man standing match ever happened two months ago and the ring was destroyed there. <laughs> so I'm not like suggesting that there's going to be a tractor involved, although every pay-per-view I've realized should feature a tractor. Yeah. Um, could that be how we factor in a broken ring? Because they fight in it and Bianca Belair does some cool power spot in a, but then like Bailey just slides down it and she can't, <laughs> she can't stay <laughs> down because she slides onto her feet or something. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a big KOD of something massive, basically. Yeah, through a bunch of tables that you didn't realise were tables until she flies through them. Yeah, to put Bailey down uh, because she's attempted to recreate the Bailey to Bailey she did on mm-hmm. Raw, um, but Bianca Belair's freakishly strong and can do something like that. And yeah, you don't, you're not flipping. It. I know they're utterly pointless, mm-hmm. uh, or certainly don't have the the legacy um, that the men's tag team titles have. But I don't think you, you can. You can't hot potato them this fast. I, uh, I, it's it's the guiltiest of guilty pleasures when I think about it. Actually, but I, it's because I'm not going to get into this. But the obviously the women's gear at these shows has to be what it has to be. And uh, I, I did like the way that Bailey used it. Against yeah, Naomi. I think it was Naomi. She used a t-shirt against Naomi, but as well since then, um, some of the, I, like I know definitely um, Sasha Banks did, and I'm did Bianca, I can't remember. But wrestlers started designing their own outfits for these shows really so i'm quite keen to see like for example uh you know like what bianca's gonna have as her custom design for working these particular cards so i think like aesthetically like the women's matches could be something a little bit unique because obviously you get to see them with a experiment with a different look i think that's something quite nice out of something quite weird i sincerely doubt there's going to be much hair stuff i'll say this on this yeah, show not a lot. No, yeah, um, in fact, do you remember Bianca Belair? She she was a meme after the Saudi show because it was the triple threat, and she's doing the hmm face afterwards. Mm. Well, like because she was she was defeated without being in the finish, but uh, obviously you were right. And her and Becky Lynch was always this perfectly told long term story with, with absolutely no bumps in the road. Did say at the time. Um, <laughs> so See yeah, Becky Lynch and Cindy Lauper, by the way. Yeah, god damn. What an awesome cast. Great cast. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, Alexa and Asuka retain. And I think Damage Guitar maybe do, yeah, recruit two more horrible bastards mm. into their stable and say, all right, let's have it at War Games. And uh, Bianca Belair goes, all right, well, we've got Candice LeRae, yep. which will be great. Uh, just one more spot. I just. I guess we'll have to cast someone on the night at Survivor Series at War Games. You, have you had any experience of that where they like bring someone in at the last minute and a huge baby? I can't tap my brain on Anderson. The old old times. If only I could think of them doing that and it being absolutely awesome, one of the greatest moments of my life, but I just can't. It's difficult that. I should just go on a quick, quick tangent. Do they have to bring them back together? Sasha and Naomi? Um, not saying this it's definitely not going to happen here, by the way. <laughs> Imagine that, Christ. I don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe you do. Maybe it's more powerful that way. I'm not sure. They're kind of... They're doing a little not bit. That, mind you, one of them might not want to come back. I mean, I'm just... Yeah. I don't know. That's... That's fantasy booking for other preview podcasts, but fantasy booking I'm very excited mm. to do because I don't know. There's a few different ways you can I think we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be all right after this weekend. <laughs> watch this. Fast forward to 48 hours. Oh, cool. They're back. I, please no. Yeah. Uh, one final thing we have to discuss is, is isn't a match. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Bray Wyatt returning to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> the scene of the crime. Indeed. <sighs> Are they going to acknowledge that? Is, it, is he going to say, I'm not... I love my, where's it again? Riyadh. Yeah. I love my Riyadh fireflies, but I didn't want to return to this nation after what happened to me the last time. Uncle Howdy made me do it. Uncle Howdy held my hand and put me on the plane. Uncle Howdy made me come here to do some terrible, terrible things. And Uncle Howdy reminded me about a man called Bill Goldberg. And Bill Goldberg, a Survivor Series. Uncle Howdy makes me want to take some Revenge on what you did to one of my very good friends, the fiend. Because, like... And that's Goldberg that versus Bray Wyatt itself for Survivor Series. Checkered history, I'll say in Riyadh. Because at the end of the day, he did win the Universal Championship there in 2019. It's just that four months late... November, December, January... February, four months later... More months than minutes. Mm. Yeah. He dropped it uh, to... Goldberg, yeah. a match that, by the way, they don't make it now, but maybe this will trigger them into it, can be sports washed down with a lovely kind of uh, clickbait thumbnail. That was the perfect match pairing for our top rope beer, if you recall. Yes. It was The Fiend and Bill Goldberg. If you have any cans of that still kicking around in your fridge, get it down you because or send it to us because we really miss it. It was a hell of a beer. delicious, that Really beer. nice. Yeah, shout out to the guys at top rope. <sighs> yeah, I so... I don't know what they're going to do here. So, again... It can't be the main... Well, it's not going to be the main event, is it? What about? The inconvenience of obviously recording this before SmackDown. Who knows what next in the Uncle Howdy story, because... Is he uh, going to be revealed on Friday? I've heard whispers of that, but unless I see something official and on the copy on uh, WWE.com... Uh, well, Uncle Howdy addresses his enemies. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can look into that tomorrow, I guess. Some sleuths on the internet, and look, grateful for them, because they helped us along with the old... The old uh, what did we call it on the Invest Call? Wide Rabbit Project. Uh, they helped us spot the clues in the White Rabbit Project. Somebody spotted, did you see this? Seen this? Heard about this? Uncle Howdy had an earring. Yes. And it was a same earring that was being worn by Bo Dallas, which has drawn many people to believe. And there was murmurs that he was coming back anyway, so, you know, it makes sense, I guess. Um, And, you know, the Rotundo family does strike me as the one that could have an uncle that is also a brother. So this checks out. Maybe he'll be revealed by then, and maybe he'll lead him to the ring. Maybe you'll see them together at... Sat like at Crown Jewel. I don't know. I I think this is this is a weird thing to say considering that it's Crown Jewel. I think this is just a bit of fan service. Something I think people are going to want to watch it. Those crowds, once they figured out that you know what, maybe we shouldn't give the prime real estate to the uh, guys in the garden furniture who aren't even watching the <laughs> event. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe the people that genuinely want to come and enjoy WWE should have a nice time at yeah. this show. They're going to go ballistic. For Bray Wyatt in person. Mm. Absolutely mad for him. As did the crowd at Extreme Rules. And as did the first SmackDown crowd back. So I, I think it might just be that. I don't know if there's going to be much to this other than something for the live crowd. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there because it doesn't serve my game. Oh, right, okay. We are going to play a game on tomorrow's SmackDown preview, which is Who's Uncle Howdy? Right. And it's wow. Gonna, it's going to follow a very similar uh, route that this game's going to take because actually 
Um, I lied. I lied, Michael Hanford, to get you here. And Bray Wyatt's going to have his first match, and it's going to be Saudi Arabia. Against Stone Cold Steve Austin? Not against Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I, well, it I, could I, be, actually. To be fair, it could be. Because in front of me, I have the WWE alumni page. You see, Bray Wyatt uh-huh. remembers yeah. what happened in Saudi Arabia, and he remembers a legend. Took me down. <laughs> so I'm going to get... I'm going to issue an open challenge, not to Goldberg, but an open challenge, and a legend's going to come out, and Bray Wyatt's going to smash him. I like that, because uh, there's law there, because uh, my friend The Fiend used to stick his fingers down legend's mouths. Oh, yes. So, with okay. that in mind, Hamlet. It's time to play the game! <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> I didn't think we'd get such a long, like such a runner out of that. I'm about the five star review review. You know those days that change everything, like Tony D'Angelo's debut in NXT 3.0. Yeah. Some days change everything in exactly. our job. Exactly. So I have the uh, WWE alumni page open. Good luck. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to scroll through it, and uh, you're going to tell me to stop. Yep. And you're going to pick a number between one and four, and that is the person that Bray Wyatt is going to squash. Squash. In less time than it took Goldberg to beat him. <laughs> All right. Super showdown. Yep. And that's our final prediction ahead of uh, Crown Jewel this weekend, which we'll, of course, be live streaming our reactions to on our YouTube channel. Join myself and Phil Chambers on, well, what would be Saturday afternoon for us uh, here in the I UK. I wish I could join you for that. I wish I could join you for that. I'm going to see all the other ones now. They'll be like, what time's that? <sighs> yeah, I did. This. I'm not sure if you saw. I did the breaking work of the Crown Jewel stream. And so I can't do the 3 a.m. I'll be prepping right then to take my kids to a bonfire instead of uh, watching one. <laughs> to uh, stop. Oh, uh, okay. Right, 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 right. What can possibly go wrong? You literally, I don't think there's a bad, bad choice here. Great. Between one and four. It's not one of them Survivor Series team rules. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm looking at you. Two. I love you. Yeah! You're the best. Yeah, we never work these. Listeners need to we ne- I don't know who this is. We never work oh, Hand these. on heart. I'm looking at the back of Wilborn's laptop. We ne- and, I can- and I've tried, believe me, I've tried to see the reflection in your glasses before. Uh, but you can see it also. I don't have my, I never change the, no. Nope. scroll down and go, oh, that's bloody crap. If it's crap, I just go, oh, it's crap. Or I say, <laughs> we literally can't pick that person because. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to introduce this? Actually, how am I going to do this? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Picture the scene. Uh-huh. Look at that. Bray Wyatt. Open challenge. Ooh, open challenge. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. When who should come out? But um, I'll make sure I get this name correct. because I'm, I'm not saying Oh, it no, it's not. Time. I think it's pronounced... <clears throat> Fandango <laughs> and all Saudis. Bray Wyatt is like, Fireflies, why have you forsaken me with your fingers? Bring the lollipop. That's like, that's we the ones, but two going up and down. <laughs> no, I'm going to smash him. He's doing loads of Fandango. He popped up in another game, didn't he? Yes. He's a busy boy. Considering that he's actually this is the best version. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, we kind of wish he was Uncle Howdy on our game tomorrow now. I'm Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Martin's that Uncle Howdy's been saved as a character. There we go. I hate my dirty uncle. Um, maybe Fandango comes out and Bo Dallas 
smashes him. Ooh. Is there any law between Bo Dallas and Van Anger? It feels like it they would have overlapped, be. doesn't it? But like, I'm probably thinking of Curtis Axel or the out. Uh, what were the out? Johnny, Johnny, uh, no, was, uh, yeah, because he was Johnny Curtis. Curtis and Curtis Axel was in the Miztourage. Yeah. Was uh, Van Anger was too funny for the uh, social outcast, wasn't he? He wasn't with that. Yeah, God no, yeah, that's right. It's far too much power for that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to Crown Jewel now. Yeah, into it. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead of this weekend's premium live event on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Phil are going to do What Went Down on Saturday after the premium live event. And then I'm going to get the Dadleys, their thoughts on it on Monday, where normally we'd review SmackDown. Obviously, we'll review this show instead. So just just wait. Just wait. And Miller will be doing ups and downs over the weekend. Uh, Bloodline's so good. Our Roman Reigns does make a shock appearance. We're covering that. We're not going to leave the best stuff in wrestling behind. Don't worry about that. Um... And second best, Jeff Jarrett's in AW. Join myself <laughs> and Phil Chambers for the live stream for it. Um, I guess like Saturday morning if you're in America. Oh, Christ. Yeah, don't ask me to work that one out. Yeah, don't, don't compl- complain. Oh, it's a bit early. Piss off. It's never bad for them, is it? It's no. never bad for them. Was the live the New Japan shows. Aussie shows were bad, weren't they? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, my heart bleeds. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, one every 25 years or something. Nightmare, this. Uh, but yeah, join myself if you're in the UK. Uh, Phil Chambers. Saturday afternoon, bliss. Uh, like um, four o'clock or something, is it? Three, I think the kickoff's at three. God yeah. damn. Well, f- main show starts at four. Oh. I'll be home by nine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I might just move to the States after this. I get used to it. There's a lot of good reasons for that. <laughs> right, this has been the Crown Jewel Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. <laughs>